Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. There's no such thing as overanalyzing or reading too much into your favorite Bravo shows and Bravo liberties here. So join me, Bravo and Botox, as I find the depth amongst the shallow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bravo Papers Weekly News. We've got a lot to cover today, and before we get into it, just a few reminders. I'm sure these are your favorite thing, but I gotta do them, because this is how I make the show go. So please rate, review, subscribe. If you are, uh, you know, listening and on your podcast app, whatever that may be, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag, tag, tag me. Bravo and Botox and or the Bravo Papers. Do a twofer. Why not? I'll share it. I'll send the love. Please tell someone, anyone, anyone who you know that loves Bravo news and gossip, spread the word. Okay? I am giving you this content so that you can sit back and enjoy it and listen to it while you clean or drive or whatever. And all I ask in return, just one little favor, is to just share it in whatever way you can and to like my posts, to share them on Instagram or on social media, to tell people about it, all that kind of stuff. And rate, review, and subscribe, of course, okay? Make sure you're following my podcast Instagram at the Bravo Papers for updates on new episodes and to see, you know, any accompanying pictures, video clips, etc. for each new episode. And don't forget, I have a YouTube channel. So if you are a person who listens to their podcast on YouTube, it's up there. All right. So let's get into it. It's Monday, August 7th, and I'm here to bring you your Bravo news from the past week. Um, now, of course, we had the second part of the Nini and Carlos King interview. However, I'm not going to be talking about that today because I am releasing a very special bonus episode this week. And that bonus episode is going to be all about the Nini and Carlos interview. Okay. I have a special guest, Kendrick from At Reality Comics 2. Okay. He loves Atlanta as much as I do. We're both Atlanta people. We love it. And, you know, we dissect it all. Okay. We did almost, you know, two hours talking about it. So you're going to get a nice, juicy episode. And we go through just the Bravo stuff. So Nini talked about a lot of other stuff too, like personal life, stuff like that. Um, and we don't really get into that. We focused in on the Bravo, Real Housewives of Atlanta, her ongoing, you know, issues with Andy, um, you know, the some of the comparisons between her and Bethany things like that. There's, you know, way more discussion of Bethany than I ever thought there ended would be. But <clears throat> based on everything that's happening, it does make sense. So 
definitely a great listen. It was a great interview. Kendrick had some amazing insights. And we also, you know, we discussed where the show should go and what they got to do to kind of get it back on track and to fix it. So I highly recommend that you check out that bonus episode. I will probably release it. You know, it might already be released. You might be listening to this. I might have already released it because I didn't want to wait too long. And I just recorded it today, today being Sunday. Um, If not, it'll be up Tuesday at the very latest. Okay, so look forward to that to get all your Nini info. Um, But we got to talk about Vanderpump Rules as usual, because there is some news about that. Okay, so um, according to TMZ, it is a strong likelihood that Raquel is not returning. So apparently this has come from cast members who say that, you know, they haven't filmed with her. She hasn't been around. They've been filming since June. And despite filming since June, she like she just hasn't been there. And they really don't think that there's any way that she's going to be able to film because they feel like she's not going to be able to integrate into the group in any sort of natural way. And it's not going to make sense with, I guess, the storylines that they have going on. Um, So, I mean, to me, that makes sense. I also would like to say that I don't think she's needed. Like, to me, this is not a big loss at all. I know there are people that would disagree. But let's think about this objectively for a second. So I guess there's a few things that she could bring back to the show, which would be more tea in regards to Sandoval. And I guess giving us more inside information about, you know, I guess, you know, things about the affair, you know, when the affair was really started, if there's extra stuff that happened that we don't know about, more lies, things like that. So, yeah, she could bring that. Um, If her and Sandoval are legitimately in a relationship, which... I I don't think that they are. It's like, okay, I guess we could watch that. But does anybody want that? I'm going to say probably not. And, uh, you know, no one wants to be friends with her. So, and a lot of people might be like, well, it's not fair, you know, because Sandoval is more in the wrong than Raquel, yet he still gets to be friends with the group. Well, you know, it's not as simple as that because he was already in the group. And as much as we might want to pretend that like the that gender doesn't matter, it does. The guys in the group are going to be more forgiving. And he can kind of survive as long as he still has some of the guys willing to film with him. Whereas with Raquel, there's no chance with the girls, right? And it's it's going to be impossible for her to have any sort of integration in the group without even one, like not even one female ally. So 
it just doesn't make any sense. And I mean, let's be honest, she was never an organic part of the group anyways. She was only there because she was with James. Like, otherwise, she would have never had a chance to even make it on the show. So the other thing is that uh, there's a rumor. And again, this is just a rumor. Okay, I saw it on Reddit. And then I saw it on Instagram, too, that allegedly Raquel is one of the Bravo stars that is going to be joining Bethany's lawsuit. Okay, so, you know, and the the people putting out the rumor are like, this is for sure, guys. I mean, the people who were putting out the rumor about her being pregnant were just as sure. They were like, this is for sure, 100%. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm really skeptical, very skeptical, to say the least. And, you know, until we have confirmation, I'm, you know, I, we're not going to go there. I also feel like if Raquel is getting involved in that, it would be because maybe she didn't get like the amount of money that she thought she should, which whatever, that's fair. Maybe she deserved it. I don't know. I don't know what the amounts were. Um, but, you know, overall, either way, I could I could just see that she's done. Like, I don't think there's anywhere else to go with her. And I also think that the show will operate better without her because it'll make more sense with the core original group who, you know, have a chance of having friendships of some kind. Like she just, you know, and she was never a star. Like, you know, she's she's starless, as Nini would say. She's awkward on camera. She's, you know, she can barely get a sentence out unless she like rehearses it ahead of time. And it always just reads really fake and inauthentic. And like, she's not like particularly funny or clever or, you know, she's none of the things that that make a star of a reality show. She just isn't. She's pretty. I can give her that. That's all I can give her. Okay. Okay, so in other news, um, Jax is opening his own bar called Jax's Studio City, which I think is a terrible name. And I'm not just saying that because like I am trying to take a dig at Jax or anything. It's just really not a good name. Like you have the Jax's and then you have Studio, Jax's Studio. Like it's just it's not pleasing to say. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um, and I don't know, it just sounds a little awkward. I feel like he could have done better. But anyways, whatever. So that's the name of the, the bar. I don't know if he's opening it because of the spinoff. Like maybe this is a storyline. I, I don't know. But like he was never like bartender of the year. So I don't know what makes him think he can open a restaurant and run it when you know, at least Sandoval, as much as I can't stand him, he was at least a good employee. <laughs> he was at least a good bartender. So I don't know. Anyways, he did make a tweet, though, Jax. And he said, Sandoval, if you need a job, let me know, which I thought that was pretty funny. 
All right. So the spinoff cast of the spinoff show has been revealed. So there's Luke and Kristen. So Luke is Kristen's long-term guy. I, I don't think they're married, but uh, Jackson, Brittany. And then there's, I looked at the others. It's a bunch of unknowns. I don't know who they are. I'm assuming it's people who are maybe in their friend group or just like acquaintances or out just outside of the friend group but have some sort of connection so that it makes a little bit of sense because I would hope that they would try to keep it maybe as natural as possible but that is yet to be seen um on the other side back to original VPR we have Billy Lee who is definitely filming as an ally to Sandoval and says that she would like to talk to Ariana, according to whatever sources that TMZ has. Um, I hope that Ariana does not oblige because, you know, I think Billy Lee knows that if she talks to Ariana, it's like guaranteed camera time. And we're not giving that to her. Okay, sorry. Like you chose your side with Sandoval so you can have your scenes with him. Enjoy. And Sandoval is also on the Special Forces show, which <laughs> there's a preview for it. And they show this clip of him and he's like, I, I want to get punished. <laughs> like, it's so cringe. Like, I, I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes that hard as I did when I heard him say he wants to get punished. Like, this is such obviously a PR move to try and you know, make people think that he does feel bad without actually having to really, you know, make up for what he did with Ariana or anyone that he actually hurt. Um, and, you know, I he's obviously hoping that we're all going to watch it and be like, oh, okay, he is sorry. And he's not like a terrible human being, but he's wrong. Okay, so on a similar note, um, on Special Forces, is another reality star that many of you may know, which is Nick Vial, um, former, you know, Bachelor Nation personality. And he said on his podcast that while they were on the show, Tom Sandoval had snuck pictures in of Raquel. So they weren't allowed to have their phones, pictures, nothing with them. But I guess Tom Sandoval snuck these pictures in anyways. And he, Nick says, that Tom was talking about Raquel in like a very loving way. And he said that he really seemed like a guy, like he said, if he didn't know him and didn't know anything about the whole situation and just watched it, like just met the guy, stranger, all that, he would just think this is a guy who's like really into this girl. So he also thought it was like, he was shocked, I guess, or surprised that he snuck the pictures in because like they really weren't allowed to they could get in trouble and he was like it was just you know a kind of a weird move I guess so I don't know it, it does really beg the question is our Tom and Raquel together I don't know like do I care that much I don't know I mean I kind of do just because I'm curious but it's it would be weird it's like why why would he bring the pictures in if there weren't still some feelings or are they still together secretly and they're just hiding it from everyone because they don't want to deal with the public 
opinions on social media and also their castmates. I don't know. It's that it's very weird that he would have had those pictures of her. So that kind of remains to be seen. Um, in other pump news, Vanderpump news, uh, the landlord of Pump is actually suing Lisa Vanderpump and Ken for $1 million. So basically they want to collect past due base rent and triple net expenses, including property taxes, insurance and utilities, late fees and attorney's fees, among other things. Um, This is according to People Magazine, so we know it is a reliable source. And basically after they shut down Pump, Um, Ken and Lisa failed to reassign or transfer the liquor license, so the new owners couldn't get started operating their restaurant, and the delay actually cost the landlords money. Now, Ken has responded, and he basically says, like, he says, like, this landlord was not the best, didn't give them any forgiveness during COVID, and then still has their olive trees and their chandeliers and stuff that, that you know, and we turn that place from like an empty car park into the beautiful venue that it is now. So I don't know. So Ken's kind of got his own um, perception of this. So we will see what happens with that. All right, let's do a Bethany update because we have to. Um, <laughs> so the letter which I'm sure you've all heard about. This has been everywhere on entertainment news, on social media. So Bethany's lawyers sent a letter to Bravo NBC, okay? And it's a very, you know, strongly worded letter, quote unquote, um, you know, making certain accusations against Bravo and NBC. And... The letter just happened to get leaked to TMZ. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Um, But basically stating that Bravo has subjected their reality stars to grotesque and depraved mistreatment. Okay. The letter said it, you know, makes deliberate attempts to manufacture mental instability while plying their talent with alcohol while depriving them of food and sleep, as well as denying mental health treatment for those displaying obvious and alarming signs of mental deterioration. (laughs) Okay. Um, The letter also accuses Bravo and NBC of distributing and or condoning the distribution of non-consensual pornography, the distribution of revenge porn, Okay, now it doesn't say specific details and covering up acts of sexual violence. So uh, some pretty harsh accusations. I mean, go online to page six or anywhere else and you can read all the details of the letter. But just to clarify, this is not a lawsuit. There's no lawsuit happening. Bravo and NBC are not being sued. It's just a letter. Okay, Obviously, Bethany wanted it to make headlines and to get out there so that people would continue talking about her, basically. But okay, the cause, I guess. Um, I still am extremely skeptical of her motives and if she's going to, you know, handle this appropriately. The language is very, like, headline-y in the letter. Like, it says, like, day of reckoning in the actual letter. (laughs) So... 
It's basically, though, what the letter is saying is that Bethany's lawyers are investigating and please don't delete anything that you have, like footage, whatever, to NBC Bravo. Because I guess what happens is that if once a letter like this is sent, if anything is deleted and then later found to be deleted in court, it would be assumed that whatever was deleted was something that would be detrimental to, in this case, NBC or Bravo. So the judge would assume they are trying to cover something up. So that's why these letters are sent by lawyers like this to say, don't delete any shit, we're investigating, okay? Now, from what I've read and heard from, you know, people in the legal sphere who are also into Bravo, um, (laughs) usually letters like this are meant to get a settlement so that it doesn't need to go to court. In this case, I think this was not for a settlement, but instead for media attention and because maybe Bethany thought, It could get her more people on her side. It could get her more reality stars on her side. She also loves sending letters. She does this. um, You know, it's PR. It gets people talking. Like, those are really the point. I don't don't know if she's going to continue going. But, you know, I, I didn't originally think she would even go this far. So time will tell. Um, Now, she also did a TikTok where she tagged a number of reality stars. She tagged Snooki, Joe Frost, Caitlin Bristow, Stassi, Heidi Montag, Sandoval, Hannah Burner, Paige DeSorbo, Chrissy Teigen, Jenny Farley, and others. Um, in her interview on Entertainment Tonight, she said she's um, got a message, so those are the words, quote-unquote, got a message from, and then she listed, Hannah Burner, Caitlin Bristow, Jay Wow, Chrissy Teigen, people from Love is Blind, people from Below Deck, people from Summer House, people from Vanderpump Rules, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Paige DeSorbo. And she said, these are the people that are messaging me back. So she leaves it quite vague. I mean, messaging me back, that could mean a million things. She could have been like, do you agree that you should get residuals? And Paige could have been like, yeah. (laughs) That doesn't necessarily mean that Paige wants to get in on the lawsuit, or does it mean that Caitlin or Hannah or anyone else wants to be involved in this whole thing? That I think she's leaving more vague on purpose. Which, I mean, I guess that's smart because you don't want to, like, show your whole hand to Bravo NBC, right? So she says she has over, like, 80 people, I think it was, or something like that, who are, quote-unquote, interested. Again, whatever that means, that that could mean a lot. It could mean nothing. So it's really hard to say. Um, but, you know, I was a little, like, wow when she named Paige. Okay, because think about all the people that I just listed. There is not one person who is currently employed by Bravo except for Paige. Oh, sorry, Sandoval. Okay, so Sandoval was tagged, though. He wasn't named in the ET interview. So in the ET interview, Paige is the only one that was named. 
And I am dying to know if Bethany had her permission to name her or if she even knew that, you know, maybe she sent Bethany a message and if she even knew how it was interpreted by Bethany or that Bethany was going to be using it in this way. Because she's on like three Bravo shows. And like, this is her bread and butter. Like she makes money off her company with her influencing, don't get me wrong. But like her and Craig are like deep in Bravo, especially I would say Craig even more. Um, So I was shocked by that. I would love to be a fly on the wall. (laughs) with with Paige talking to Craig about this my god anyways so we'll see okay so continued though she also mentioned that Andy is very involved in negotiations and that he's knowledgeable about everything so she just wants to make sure that we all know that you know Andy's a part of this he's not innocent because to me you know I still think a lot of this is about her being pissed off at Andy All right, so let's talk about Kyle Richards and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for a bit, um, but really more about Kyle. Um, Kyle, okay, all of a sudden, TMZ put out a story, this was like a week ago, saying that Kyle is producing a documentary on Morgan Wade's life. I think this is such BS. So all of a sudden, Kyle and and everyone's like, see, you know, I saw people on, on Twitter that were like, see, now you guys see why you shouldn't just run with these narratives and like, oh, all this over nothing. They're just doing a documentary and da, da, da. like what? So Kyle is randomly happens to be producing a documentary of some unknown country star who no one's ever heard of until basically now. Like, what? It makes no sense. Like, yes, I guess anything's possible, of course. Is there a chance in hell? Yeah, there's a chance in hell. But it's very convenient. And if that is the truth, and that's the reason that they've spent all this time together and Bethany went and visited her family and and spent time with her mom and sister and that they have, you know, all these, like, weird coincidences and sitting on each other's lap and, you know, possibly matching tattoos and a lot of other stuff, then why didn't Bethany, sorry, I really, Bethany has taken over my life the last three weeks, sorry. Why didn't Kyle just say that when the accusations came out in the first place? Like, why not just say, Mauricio and I are not getting divorced like she did, and Morgan Wade is a client, and I am producing her documentary? That would have been somewhat believable. Like, if she had said it right off the jump, but it coming out a week ago after this has been going on for, like, a a few weeks now, it's like, no, it's too late, Kyle, for this story. Like, I'm sorry. I don't believe this at all. Do I believe she might be producing a documentary for her now? Because she's, like, got a big crush on her and needs an excuse to spend a lot of time with her? Yeah. But do I believe that that's all it's been this whole time? Hell no. And on another note, Kyle is teaming up with Morgan Wade for her new music video called, wait for it, Fall in Love With Me. Kyle plays the love interest of Morgan Wade. 
like, come on. Now, they did this little sit-down interview, and basically they say that they're doing the music video to troll everyone. Like, well, if everyone's going to be, you know, making gossip and talking about us, then we might as well give them something to talk about. Okay, Kyle. Bullshit. This is why Kyle pisses me off. Like, she really thinks we're all stupid. Does she really think that anyone is going to believe that is the dumbest, lamest thing I've ever heard? Like, no. (laughs) It's just, I can't even... Like, do you have three hours for me to explain the all the logical fallacies in that and why it's just, just, it's just beyond. Like, this is not, if this was real, like Kyle wasn't in any sort of relationship with her and was just doing a producing, she would not be agreeing. And she was trying to get, you know, work on her marriage with Mauricio and, and bring her family back together. She would not be filming a music video as the love interest of the person who she is alleged to be having an affair with. Hell no. Okay. The other thing is that I watched that interview. Kyle comes across like she is in love, in my opinion. Okay. First of all, she explains that she came across Morgan Wade's music somehow And she's like, you know, I was just blown away by like her voice and the lyrics. And, you know, so I looked her up and I followed her on Instagram and whatever. And then Morgan, I guess, messaged Kyle to be like, why are you following me, basically? And, you know, and then Kyle's like, oh, I'm so surprised by her look, like the tattoos. And I wasn't expecting that and whatever. And just the way Kyle talks about it, like she's like a high school girl with a crush. Like it's actually crazy to watch. So so Morgan sent Kyle that DM and then, you know, they continued talking. And like, this was clearly like to me. To me, Kyle slid into her DMs. That's what happened. Okay, I don't know. Okay, maybe Morgan messaged her first, but whatever. That's they kept talking and so on. The chemistry between them in this interview is undeniable, in my opinion, they are literally like fighting back giddiness and they're both kind of like sitting awkwardly and you can tell they're trying to make it seem like there is no, you know, sexual tension or body language between the two of them, but there is. It's so strong they can't even fake it, in my opinion. Like, it's like they're trying not to be coupley, and it's just not working. So... I don't know. The whole thing is just getting like the whole situation is just I I would be like I am so down for Kyle to be like screw you Mauricio. I'm sick of being cheated on. I'm coming into my own new phase of life. I'm doing my own thing. I've met someone else. We have this like we have like a really you know, we have it, she emotionally fulfills me like the psychic said whatever. I'm down with that, but all this like gaslighting of us and her acting like we're the idiots for believing it when actually the, you know, people who have put this together have actually done a good job and used a lot of clues and, you know, have thought critically about this. So we will see. We will see what happens. I feel like sometimes, you know, sometimes when you're young and you like someone so much, you like, you can't stop talking about them. Like they're all you want to talk about. It was like when Teresa, 
first started dating Louie, like she was like constantly talking about the pineapples and the like, you know, d- despite what anyone might say about Louie, like she was like you, she was like giddy. You know what I mean? She was like head over heels. Like that's how Kyle kind of feels. And I feel like Kyle likes, might like Morgan so much that she almost can't help but being around her because she's just so into it. Despite the fact that it might, you know, create PR problems for her and the story she's trying to sell. So I don't know. That's just my perception of it. All right. So, oh, by the way, one last quick note about Beverly Hills. Erica Jane claims that her weight loss is due to menopause. Okay. Just in case you didn't hear enough dumb stuff today, we can add that to the list. I mean, she's like a miracle of science. Like she's the first woman I've ever heard of who has lost weight due to menopause. So, wow. (sighs) All right. Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about OC. So Shannon and Vicky were on Watch What Happens Live recently, and it was a great episode. It was so funny and it was juicy to say the least. So if you didn't get to watch it, I'm going to kind of talk about it couple of the points because there was some drama out of it um but a lot of stuff happened like they ruptured Tamara's implant I guess one of them I think it was Vicky with her nail uh we found out that Shannon's relationship with David is no longer civil so Shannon didn't give us details about it but she just looked kind of upset and the quiet woman owner the owner of the quiet woman sorry I should say said he was the bartender and he said that Kelly Dodd is his least favorite patron. (laughs) So, um, oh yeah. And the other thing was that Shannon said she's least looking forward to seeing Gina at BravoCon. So we got a lot of good tea on this episode. Um, now because of that, because of Shannon's comment about Gina, there ended up being a little social media spat between the two of them. So Gina posted on Instagram. So Gina kind of started it with this Instagram post. She posted a side-by-side pic of her and Shannon both wearing the same leather skirt on Watch What Happens Live. And she captioned it, glad to see another happy customer shopping my LTK links. Check out my LTK to see what Shannon will be wearing next. Like, okay. It's giving, it's kind of giving desperate to stay on the show, Gina. Actually, it's really giving desperate to stay on the show. Um, I feel like Gina, like, I don't know. I think she knows her days are numbered. She knows the audience is not loving her. She knows, like, we're over her storylines. And, and like, you know, latching onto Shannon, that might be, like, her last hope of staying on the show. So she's doing it. Now, Shannon was not taking this line down, though, and this is my favorite. So she replies and she goes, Gina, I'm not going to take it anymore. No one noticed you wearing that skirt on Watch What Happens Live, ouch, including myself in brackets. And then she put like a little sleeping face emoji. (laughs) And then she put, but people noticed when I wore it. Hashtag 59 years old. Hashtag who wore it better. Hashtag imitation, not imitation. Because Gina in her post spelled imitation wrong. Wow. Good job, Shannon. 
that was like a really good clapback. I, I mean, like, let's be honest, Shannon owned her, like, just owned her. <laughs> like she, like, oh man, like sh Shannon committed a murder here. I'm sorry. So it, it was just wild. I loved it. And I love that she was like, no one noticed you wearing it, including myself. That's my favorite part. Okay, sorry, I had to read it again. It was so good. Um, so then Gina responds and she puts up this video, like going on this rant about how basically like none of you can spell either. So get over it. Like Gina, just take the loss. That's your clapback. Like to go on about how no one can spell. So, you know, why are we making fun of her spelling? Like that's your comeback. Come on, stop. This is the problem is like, I feel like a lot of people these days, not just stars, but they just can't take the loss. Like, just take the loss. You, you tried. Shannon owned you and just move along. You know, that's all you can do. All right. Speaking of people who suck at clapbacks, um, Teddy also responded to Vicky's shade on Watch What Happens Live because another tidbit from this episode, God, this episode was like the gift that keeps on giving. Um, Vicky was asked, is it true you banned Teddy Mellencamp from attending the Tres Amigas show? Vicky answered, totally true. I can't stand her. So, and it was so funny because of the way that Vicky answered. She answered so quick and she was all like, just like her weird kind of Vicky bouncy self, like totally true. I can't stand her. Like, you know what I mean? So then Teddy goes on her podcast and responds. So this is who I'm talking about who sucks at clapbacks. She's like, if you want to come back with funny shade, like, I really wish that Teddy just would never say the word shade again. Anyways, but saying you can't stand somebody you've met two times, like, what's that? Like, that's your comeback? Like, why don't you come back with funny shade? If funny shade is so important to you, Teddy, Where's your funny shade? I, we're still waiting for it. And it's not what Vicky said that was funny. It was how she said it. But I wouldn't expect Teddy to know that because she's like possibly the unfunniest person that ever lived. Okay. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about Southern Charm. So, okay, I recorded a bonus episode with Zell Brooks from the Who Asked Me podcast and She's a big Summer House person like me, and we talked all about Summer House, and we ended up dabbling in some discussion of Southern Charm. And I said that I think the show might be on its deathbed because, like, it just hasn't been good the last couple seasons, whatever. Okay, now I have to eat my words because then literally the next day the trailer comes out, and holy shit, <laughs> the trailer looks good. Like, Southern Charm is always kind of, I don't know, like, it just, it was never, like, in my top five or, or even ten. Like, it's not one of my favorites, but I understand why it has such a, like, a cult following almost. And it, it's very, like, soap opera-ish. But then on the other hand, it's almost, like, too real sometimes. I don't know. Anyways. Sometimes I just watch it and it like makes me feel weird. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's just, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of like darkness in the underbelly of that show. You know what I mean? Like whether, it, whether it's like 
Thomas Ravenel and his disgusting ass or just like undertones of racism. Like there's just a lot of like with that show. So sometimes I find it difficult. However, the trailer looks good. I will admit that. I'm not too big to admit that I was wrong. Um, it seems like there's going to be some kind of Austin Taylor Shep triangle, which we knew was coming because there had been some leakage of that info back around when Sandoval uh, was going on. And this is completely just my opinion. I have no basis for this or any inside info. I get the vibe from the trailer that they are setting up Taylor as the villain. Not victim, villain. I think she played the reunion really poorly, calling all the women that Shep has sex with whores like 50,000 times. And I think they're going to kind of put her into like a, like, you know, a, a sheep or a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of role. I, I think she's going to get a bad edit. I think this is going to be a rough season for her. I don't know. You heard it here first. There's also new guys, Rod, Rodrigo. So we've got two Rods and Jarrett. So Jarrett is the guy who's been kind of making uh, some waves from the preview because he's like this like shorter guy and he's like, you know, chest pumping, bumping into Shep and, you know, he seems like he's got like a big personality and I, I can, you can tell that he's going to be trouble. So we're going to see where that goes. So it looked really good though. There's one part where like Austin of all people is calling Madison like a drunken mess and her facial reaction is like the funniest thing. I, she looks so offended and just like genuinely offended, like deeply hurt and just disgusted by what he said. It, I don't know. I watched it like five times. It reminded me of when uh, on Summer House, they were having a conversation about who they like trust the least, and someone said Amanda, and, Ma and Amanda was like, "What?" Like it reminded me of that. <laughs> it was, it's so funny. All right, last thing today: Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. So Roni Legacy Ultimate Girls Trip is going to air before RHUGT Ex Wives Club. This is not surprising considering the whole Brandy versus Caroline thing. I mean, I think Bravo has no fucking clue how to handle that. And now with all this stuff with Bethany, they're going to have to be even more careful because all eyes are on them. And how they're going to handle this is going to speak a lot to whether they are guilty of some of the things that they're being accused of. So we will see what is going to happen with that. And I, it'll be very interesting to see how they handle that. And I would love to know if there is actually footage of what happened, which, I mean, Brandy says that there is. And I think, you know, not that I think they need to show the world necessarily, but I mean, there's got to be some sort of resolution to this. And maybe it needs to happen off camera, off TV before the season airs. I don't know. Okay, so everyone... Thank you so much for listening today. I have got two bonus episodes coming in the next week and a half. So this week I'm going to release the episode ASAP with Kendrick and I so that we can discuss the Nini interview while it's still fresh since the second part of it um, aired earlier this week. 
And yeah, so look out for that. And then next week I will put out the bonus episode with Zell Brooks and I, where we talk about Summer House um, and basically what is the future of the show? Does it have a future? Things that we've heard that are going on with filming right now. How are the group dynamics going to work? You know, are they willing to film with Lindsay? Is Lindsay willing to film with them? Things like that. So look out for that as well, because we had a great, great discussion also. All right. So until next time, you are now in the know for everything Bravo. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend or a hundred friends, whatever you want. You can follow me on Instagram at the Bravo Papers or for my Twitter roundups, follow at Bravo and Botox. If you'd like to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo and Botox for some much needed caffeine support. And until next time, keep overanalyzing Bravo.